0: Chapter Two of the Northern Spy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Northern Spy by J. Thomas Warren. Chapter Two The Rebs Suspicious. Old Ben Performs. Half an hour after, the four rebel soldiers stood in the shade of a tree a few rods from the house, engaged in an earnest conversation. I'll bet the best fighting cock in the parish, said the lieutenant in an undertone, that this captain are a spy or something of that sort. You are bent on some mischief, I know. "Sure," said a tall, lean soldier with a face like a hatchet and whose pants were decidedly short at both ends. He ain't a Yank. How do you know, Sam? Cause the Yanks are all-fired, stingy fellers. Suppose a Yank would go ter treatin' a whole crowd ter tanglefoot. Bah! That's a blinder. So are his gray uniform. Don't believe he are a aide O' Hardy, said the lieutenant. Besides, didn't old Ben Max know him? Ye he heard what they two said, hey? Course I did. Ben told him that it was lucky that none of us knew this captain, or we'd put his light out. What's that mean? That he are our bunny-fighty friend? No, siree. It means that he are a spy. I bet he has documents of Valley about him somewhere. "'Maybe he has letters from Sherman to somebody or such. "'I'll tell you, boys, we must have halted them, "'if he has any such fixins. "'That's so,' responded the others, "'now beginning to see things in a clearer light. Sides, continued Lieutenant Gosham in a chuckling tone. "'He seems flush, "'and maybe we can help ourselves to something of valley.' "'Of course we shall confiscate whatever effects the fellow has, "'if he's a spy.' "'And hang him into the bargain,' said Sam. "'It are all allowable, Sartin," returned the lieutenant. "'We must call old Ben out here "'and make him tell us the whole truth. "'Then we can act according to the evidence and the facts you sees, "'And if he ain't all clear and straight,' I will swing this gay captain in a double jiffy.' "'If the worthy lieutenant had been able to see everything that was occurring about him, "'he would have noticed the veritable humpback about whom he was conversing, "'at that very moment kneeling behind a blackberry bush, "'not ten feet distant, with eyes and ears wide open. "'Ben had discovered something suspicious, as he thought, "'in the conduct of the four rebels shortly after the captain— had retired to his room, and he kept an eye on their movements. So when they walked down the road, he followed them on the other side of the fence, and thus overheard their conversation. "'Shoo! There's a row brewing, sure,' he muttered, as he withdrew with all speed and caution from the vicinity of the plotters, and hastened toward the house. "'The captain must have immediate notice of this here. And if he'll take the advice, oh a man of my years, he'll decamp in a hurry. That Gosham's a powerful mean feller, and wouldn't stop for doing nothing wicked. It did not occupy much time for old Ben to reach the inn. He crept softly upstairs and tapped gently at the captain's door. No response. All was still. Another tap, this time louder than before. Who's there? It are me. Who's me? Me, old Ben, said he. oh oh I forgot, said the captain, opening the door and standing dressed before Ben, for he had thrown himself on the bed without removing his clothes. Ten o'clock, is it? You are prompt, and I thank you. Seemed mighty short two hours, though. Hist! Don't speak so loud, said Ben. "'with an impressive gesture. "'Why not, pray tell?' laughed the captain. "'Thar's danger. "'Tain't ten o'clock, either. "'Not ten. "'Then why'd you call me? "'To warn ye. "'Warn me? "'Speak out, man. "'You're talking riddles. "'Them soldiers overheard us talking in the barn, "'and they have suspicious bout ye, "'and are gonna arrest ye for a spy.' Uh "'Uh-uh,' said the captain in an anxious tone. "'And you have come to warn me? "'Thank you, Ben. "'I'll remember this. Ye must clear out ter once. "'Run from these four rebels? "'Bah! "'But they said ye had valuable papers along with ye, "'and they mout get em. "'For if they put a bullet through ye, "'I spect ye'd keel over about as quick as old Ben hisself.' for all ye are stout and handsome. Valuable papers, said the captain, while his face turned slightly pale for an instant. I couldn't afford to lose them, if I had any such, that is. They'll be here soon, George. Stop calling me George, interrupted the captain. My name you know is Captain Maurice Hoffman. Dang it, I forgot. So it is. "'said the humpback with an air of innocence. "'By this time the captain had gathered up his things hastily "'and examining his weapons, he stood ready to depart. "'Now do ye go down to the barn and saddle your horse "'and put just as fast as you can, "'and I'll try and dumb these here fellas in some sort of way "'till ye get a start. Goodbye, Ben.' "'The men shook hands and separated.' The captain succeeded in reaching the barn, unseen, and threw the bridle and saddle upon his horse. He was compelled, however, to move slowly and cautiously, lest he should be discovered. Once or twice, indeed, he suspended operations entirely and went to the door, pistol in hand, to reconnoiter and examine the cause of suspicious sounds. The moment old Ben reached the barroom, he met Lieutenant Gosham who called him his side, and the two started down the road. It was happening just as old Manx hoped it would, and the way seemed clear for the captain's escape. See here, old Ben, began the lieutenant. Who is that feller that stopped to tonight? Captain Hoffman, sir, promptly replied old Ben. So he says, chuckled the lieutenant, but ye know that was only put on. What's his real name? Lord bless you, sir. How can an old feller like me know more than the captain himself? If he said his name were Hoffman, of course it must be so. Ye know better now, Ben," said Gosham in a threatening tone. "Don't go to lie to me. I heerd what you and said out thar in the barn. Well, what o' that?" said Ben with an air of childish innocence. "'What of that? Hear the fool talk,' roared the lieutenant, getting angry. "'Didn't ye say that ye'd knowed him and that ye pulled him out of the creek a dozen year ago?' "'Yes, and his name are Huffman. "'And didn't ye say that if we'd knowed who this captain was, we'd put his light out?' "'Yes. What do you mean by that, hey? that if ye'd knowed how big a Confederate officer he war, you'd be willing to serve him in any way. You'd be so proud of him. Bah, I don't read it that way. You meant we'd kill him. Kill a Confederate officer? La sakes, no. And you told him you'd be mum as a clam. Sartain. He told me where he was going on our service, and I said I'd be mum bout it. And he threatened to shoot you, and he war going to have his revenge on Colonel Montague. See ya, said Ben, with a wise and knowing look. There's no use o' you trying to skeer me. I want born in the woods to be skirt by an owl. If I know anything more about this share Confederate officer than Ewins does, why, it are my good luck, and it's just none of your business. Ain't a good loyal officer as good a right to travel in this share state of South Carolina as anybody else? Yes, if he are loyal to our cause, said the lieutenant. But dog me. That's what hates O'Claire. About this yar chap. What do you mean? asked Ben. Why, that we more'n half suspect this feller's a spy. Spy? Maurice Huffman, a spy? Lord, they'll be calling me a witch the next thing, I reckon, or handsome. We believe he's important documents on him. Documents? What's them? Treasonable papers. Uh-oh, said old Ben in an apparent fright. Are that so? Of oh, course. And now, as ye are a friend of the cause, ye must tell us all ye know about him. Sartin. Then go ahead. I don't know nothing more on cept except what the man told me himself. What was that? Well began old Ben with as honest a face as ever graced a human being ye know I have been down to Savannah considerable often of late and I see General Hardy thar many a time so when I see this yar fellow I began to try and recollect war I'd seen him. Pretty soon I know that he war one of Hardy's staff and I talked up to him about a spree he had one night. "'when I might have told on him "'and got him into trouble. "'And he got mad, as you seed, "'and threatened to shoot me. "'Stop! What's that?' "'interrupted the lieutenant. "'They all listened, and the rebel Sam "'declared someone was leaving the inn on horseback. "'The host, who had been let into "'the secret suspicions of the rebels, "'now came running down the road "'as fast as his club foot would let him, "'crying out, "'Gosham!' "'Gosham! Char, what's the matter?' "'The feller is putting off. On his horse?' "'Yes. I watched the stairs, but he had come down afore, "'or got out of the winder, and he has just rode out of the gate.' "'The clatter of the horse's feet in the distance was now plainly heard, "'and the rebels grew much excited. "'Catch the horses, boys,' cried the lieutenant. "'and we'll put art He's our to him. "'His runnin' are sure proof agin' him.' "'The man sprung over the fence after the horses, "'and the humpback followed, "'or rather led the way, "'for his long, slim legs carried him rods "'in advance of the others. "'As he approached a horse, "'he managed very adroitly to prick it with his knife "'in such a manner that he soon had all the animals "'prancing and snorting about the field.' as wild as young colts. The result was that fifteen minutes of valuable time were lost, and the beasts could not be caught until a measure of corn was brought from the barn, by which they were seduced within reach of the bridle. At last they were all saddled and bridled, and the four troopers mounted in hot haste, and led by the valiant lieutenant galloped like a tornado up the road after the fugitive captain. The humpback watched their retreating forms in the increasing moonlight that was just flowing over the tops of the trees until they faded in the distance. He then entered the inn and crawled to his quarters, muttering to himself, He had twenty minutes to start, and a good hoss. I hope he'll get Klar, though the Rebs are hard riders. While I did the best I could. That you did, honest old humpback. End of chapter 2. Recording by John Brandon.